Come on, this is our declaration this morning, church. We know breakthrough is coming. Come on, he's lifting dead bodies to life. Do you believe that? Come on, shout it if you believe it. Let's hear it. Come on, there's a breakthrough coming this morning. Come on, sing this out.
Well, good morning, church. How are we all feeling this morning? <laughs> if you're new, thanks for being here. Um, yeah, let's just say hi to our neighbors. Make them, make them feel welcome this morning. Turn around, shake someone's hand that's new. Come on. Still not working? We can share a cheek, you know. Just like, Good morning. There we go. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Come on. Welcome. Welcome to church. We are so excited as our, as our kids are getting ready to come up here and rock it out here in a minute. <laughs> but while they're coming and getting situated, I just want to say Good morning. How's everybody doing online? We love you. So excited that you're watching today. Man, you know, people watch from all over the place. It's pretty intense. So awesome. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So, the cutest, right? Come on. Come on. You guys make church look so good. Come on, everybody. You say you make church look good. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. These kids have been rocking it all week long. Just been in just craziness. Am I right, parents? When you come in here at 7 o'clock and 7.30 and watching them just jumping out of their mind, I promise we didn't give them sugar or anything else. But, man, they were full of Jesus and just so excited. And so we're excited to hear them sing this morning and and be a part of it. And I just want to thank all the volunteers. If you see anybody in these shirts, can you stand up? Everybody in these shirts, stand up. There you go. And if you served and you're not wearing one of those shirts, stand up. Oh, thank you guys so much for loving on our kids this week. Making it amazing. And Dustin and Kate Punzel, we just give such honor to you for making this thing amazing absolutely incredible still not working it's red you got to get new batteries new batteries is there still more coming still more coming they're still coming let's cheer on these kids they're still coming so awesome right yeah they will have a hard time spinning around well if you're new here you are our vip guest and we would love to get to know you more so please fill out a card, and we will love on you, give you a call, and, and connect with you. And then, uh, yeah, turn it in today. Come back next week, and we'll have a gift for you. If you have youth in uh, middle school or high school, our youth meet on Tuesday nights. We would love to have them join us. Where are my married couples at? Give me a shout. Come on. We got married couples date night coming up this Thursday. Yes. We're all going to go to the storm game. So we just took you up. Today is the last day to register. Awesome. Because we have to buy the tickets. So if you're married and you want to go have some fun and be silly and do all that sort of thing, you get the sitter 
and meet us there, and it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone who has sponsored a kid getting their uh, school supplies for Mexico yes, for TCM. Yes, so awesome. Absolutely incredible. I have to tell you, these kids who brought in change all week long, they hit their goal. They got over oh. a thousand. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that? Okay. I wasn't told what I was allowed and not allowed to say. But okay. But yes, so they got over $1,000, which means they're going to get all the shoes for those kids down in Mexico. Awesome. So awesome, excited. Awesome, awesome. I think I think we're ready. Okay, one last thing before we hand it over to these amazing kids. Yeah. Right after church, from 1 to 7, we are doing a beach pool barbecue baptism hangout. We want to celebrate all of what God has done this week and over the last several months. And we have a couple people who have signed up to be baptized. If you feel that on your heart and you haven't signed up, it's not too late. You absolutely can do that. But even if you aren't getting baptized, even if you don't know anybody who's getting baptized, come and hang out with us. It's so awesome. There's a water slide, and it's like a beach entry, and it's like the big sand, so it doesn't get everywhere. Um, so, yeah, so come, and we will feed you, and we will hang out. It'll be so awesome. And we have um, flyers for you that you'll get on the way out the door, and you can scan for the dress and all that fun stuff. Okay, everybody. Hey, everybody. Are you ready? Oh, my gosh. Are you excited? Miss Kate, can I do the thing? Okay. So let's just show everybody who wasn't here this week what you guys learned, okay? So I think on the first day we learned that God knows you. You are treasure. And then we learned that God hears you. And then you learn that God comforts you. you and then you learn that God forgives you. you and then we learned that God chooses you. you. Come on. Yeah. That's you so right. Oh my gosh. Okay, are you ready? Are they gonna rock it? Let's, Let's go. rock it.
Are they awesome or are they awesome? Incredible. So good. Incredible. Well, we love your kids. Thank you for letting us hang out with them this last week. And they've been just such a blessing to us. And we want you to know we love you too. You're, we, we just appreciate every family that's here. They're, They're still, still singing. singing. They're still singing. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Good. I love it. Bye, Rocky. Bye, Rocky. Thanks for coming, buddy. So fun. If you were there, you know. Yep. And if you don't know, you can ask one of those kids. I'm sure they'll be happy to tell you. Oh, man. It's <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Next year will be even more lit. Oh, so my gosh. I can't gosh. wait. It's so going to be amazing. So, so, so good. Okay, before um, you preach, we got to okay. bring somebody up here. We got to bring somebody up. One more thing. Does everybody say okay? Yes. Can we say? Okay. Say, all right. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Are you going to call him up? Should we? Where yeah. is he? Where, where is Dr. Digging Stone? Dr. He's in the back Darryl helping the kids. Digging Stone right there. He's right here. Oh, he's right here in the front. You he's just didn't recognize him because he's yeah. not in his he's Dr. Daryl Digging Stone uniform. That's right. That's right. This I'm is Tristan. It. We love this guy. Say hi, Tristan. <laughs> so Tristan. this guy, this champion right here, this is his last week in town, and I'll explain here in a minute, but this is his last week in town, and he chose to spend it with all of those amazing kids. Amen. Serving Come on. them, encouraging them, loving on them faithfully, and yeah. <laughs> That's right. So. This, this guy right here, who I love very much, and I'm so excited for him, but he is getting ready to go into the United States Coast Guard. <laughs> awesome. Come on. Come on. And his mom over there is the blubbering one, yeah, because <laughs> she loves her son. Yes. I remember my mom making the same looks when I went to the Marine Corps. But uh, it's, it's an awesome day. Thank you for being willing to serve our country yeah. and to, to, to love on the people that, that are here and, and preserve freedom. Amen. 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 Come on, come on. We extend your hands to Tristan. Let's pray over him this morning. Father God, we just thank you for this man who you've called for such a time as this. God, to serve in this great nation, one nation under God, indivisible. And it's because of young men like him who preserve our freedom and go out and fight for it. And so, God, I thank you for his courage. I thank you for his heart. And, Lord God, I pray that he takes that to boot camp and it just just permeates between all of his bunkmates and everybody around him, that they would see the love of Jesus, the same love that we saw poured out over these kids this past week. Let it be poured out over his bunkmates, God, that we would see just a great change in that place. Let, let the, your Holy Spirit go before him. So, God, we bless him, and we thank you for our time, and we can't wait to celebrate with him as he comes out of boot camp, God. We just thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Love you, man. Come on. So proud. <sighs> I love you. Are you going to go sit down now or what do you want to do? You want to give me a kiss first or what? Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Just want to make sure. Oh, my goodness. Who is excited this morning? Oh, let's see if I can get online. I was having a hard time earlier connecting with everybody. Let's see if it's going to work now. Anybody here? Some people are watching. I can't even pronounce that guy's name, but thank you for watching from Brazil, Ho Jose Ilio something. I love you, dude, even if I can't pronounce your name. John Hassler, glad you're watching from Muskogee, Oklahoma. Oh, so cool. 
Um, Jan Mulat, we love you. We're praying for your, your quick healing in the name of Jesus. Uh, a lot of our guys who were working hard um, got pretty fatigued this last week and, and kind of got a little bug spread around, but uh, we're, we're working through it. But uh, love you all. Carolyn McKinney, you're awesome. Uh, put some stuff in the chat. Just, just encourage me the whole time. I'm going to need you, okay? Put some cool stuff in there, all right? Who's got their Bibles this morning? Where are my paper Bible people at? Got some paper Bibles in the house. We got the teal one. We got a blue one, black one. Is that a brown one? Oh, we're getting all kinds of colors up in here today. That one's gray and black. I like that. We got any, anybody in the back? You know, we've got Bibles in the back if we need to pass them out so people have their word. Come on. Where are my electronic Bible people at? Do we have some electronic Bible people? Yeah, we got a few of them. Who of, who of them took a bite of the apple? Who, uh, who has those ones? Yeah, we love you too. And who are my favorite people who have everything else? Yeah, that's right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you all. I love you all. Welcome to church, everybody. I'm Pastor Justin, the lead pastor here. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 11. And you know what's interesting is uh, as we're talking about Tristan going to boot camp is uh, I remember when I went to boot camp. I remember what it was like to go to boot camp. And one of the things that we learned in boot camp was that we, we needed each other. We needed each other. Because you, you're going through some of the most strenuous mental testing that you're going to experience. And, and I remember leaving home, leaving my family, leaving my, my parents. My dad said he never cried. He wore sunglasses the day I left and saw these little, uh, there was like moisture coming from underneath the sunglasses. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, he probably needed to buy new sunglasses. But I just remember it was, I, I felt so disconnected as I left to go down, and I remember just going like, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? I remember all my buddies saying, you should have watched Full Metal Jacket before you went down, and, and I didn't, thinking that would be too scary, but uh, I remember going down there, and I, I, started, I started building relationships with my brothers, and started building relationships with guys next to me, and, and realizing that if we're going to make it through this, we're going to make it together, amen? Amen? Now, one thing I've learned this last year and a half, especially during the lockdown, is that we need each other. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but the, the, the worst mental health rates went through the roof this last year and a half because of isolation. Are you with me? And so it just drove people batty, drove people mad. My own seven-year-old seven at the time, we had to get counseling and all these different things because he was saying things that a seven-year-old shouldn't say. Are you with me? Well, we're in the third week of our series called Built. Who's enjoyed this series so far? Oh, man, that's what, what is the church? We're building his church. You know who his church is? Who's his church? We are. That's right. We are his church. A church is not a building. A church is not a place. A church is a people. Amen? And we are the church. And how do we build each other up? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Today's message is titled, and you can tell your neighbor, Connection. Connection. Come on. Connection. If you want, you can follow along in the, the YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have service in here, you can connect to the, uh, the Wi-Fi, which is the MVUSD, um, what is it called, uh, guest, MVUSD guest, and then uh, the password is MVUSD, MVUSD, twice. So if you want to get on there and get on the Bible app, you can. If you're watching online, you can follow along in the Bible app, um, go into the more button, click on events, and look up Livingstone's Church. All the notes are in there, and you can take notes and everything. It's awesome. All right, who's in Ephesians chapter 4? All right, all six of you, you guys are going to be so astute in the Word of God this morning. The rest of you sit next to a Christian. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, verse 11, don't get all hung up. I mean, we can have fun in church, can't we? We can have fun in church. The kids had fun all week long. We can have some fun now. It's our turn. 
right? Come on. All right, verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until all come to such unity. Come on, somebody say unity. In our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Come on, somebody. Does any does anybody measure up to the full standard of Christ yet? Yeah, me neither. Me neither. It's okay. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Verse 14, then, come on, say then, then we will no longer be immature like children. Oh, goodness. We're going to get deep again today, aren't we? You came to get slapped around at church today, didn't you? Oh, you know, just give your, give your friend next to you a slap just to make sure they get warmed up. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Verse 15, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Somebody say perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is strong, that your word is powerful, that your word gives life. And God, that we just ask that, Holy Spirit, you come into this place and just speak to us today. God, bless us today so that we can be, go out and be a blessing and go out and be the church. God, we thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to share something with you that's really personal to me, and I'm probably going to cry, but I'm going to try and get it over with right now so that I don't do it the rest of the service. Um, but a, a pretty much one of my best friends um, passed away on Friday. Uh, we were tearing down uh, for uh, we were tearing down for the uh, the event VBS and uh, got the call saying, "Hey, um, he he died, and can you come?" And uh, we left right away. Our team was amazing and poured everything down, and we went over to see the family. And and uh, he's 41 years old. Left behind a eight year old, six year old, and a two year old. And. Uh, his family <coughs> asked if we can believe together that he'd be resurrected. Now, I know that is hard for a lot of us to believe. Amen? Amen? But can I tell you that it's in the same book that we're reading the scriptures from today, that people can be resurrected. So I'm going to believe with them that he can be resurrected. But if God has a different plan, that's okay too. Amen? Because his sovereignty is, is so much more important than our the way we feel in the moment. Okay? So can you pray with me? Can we pray for him real quick? Father God, we just lift up. We lift up the family. We lift up our, our friends, God. We lift up his wife and kids. And Lord Jesus, if it be your will, God, we ask, God, that you, you put breath back in his lungs, bring him back to this earth, and let him, let him shout your glory and share with, him, share with all of us what heaven was like for a couple of days. But Lord, if he's enjoying being in heaven and doesn't want to come back, we totally understand. And God, give him full permission to keep dancing on the streets of gold and creating a ruckus in heaven. And so, Father, we just give you the glory for your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Awesome, thank you. I didn't cry. I did okay. I've been, I've been crying all morning and trying not to. I'm like, I'm going to make it through this. Can you just, just reach your hand out and say, Pastor, you're going to make it through this. You're going to make it through this. Come on. All right, here's the first point. Where are my note takers at? Do we have some note takers today? got some note takers in the house. Here's the first point this morning. I was built 
for connection. Come on, tell your neighbor I was built for connection. I was built for connection. Oh, if there's anything we learned during this pandemic stuff, we were built for connection. We were built for connection. Uh, it only took us a few weeks um, of trying to figure out what it was, was going on with this pandemic and stuff. And then we started doing church in the parking lot, and we built church in the parking lot for the last year. We've been out in, back in the building for about a month, and I tell you, I'm pretty excited about air conditioning. Amen? Amen. But even more excited about the church and who God is building. Because it's not about the building, it's about the people. And the people were built during this pandemic. Amen. We had so many families and so many people find home in the middle of, of, of tragedy, in the middle of despair, in the middle of difficulty. And we just felt it was so important to stay connected. Amen. It's to stay connected. Does anybody appreciate that connection? Oh, Hebrews 10, verse 25. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You know, with the shutdowns, this verse was often used out of context. I'll be honest with you. I had a lot of friends um, who, who kept their churches open and did things, and, and, and it, they, they used this verse to stand on. But if we actually read the context of this verse, we'll actually see a little bit more. And if we dive a little bit deeper, come on, somebody say context. If we dive a little bit deeper, we're going to get an even more powerful meaning. It's not just that, but so much more. If we go back to verse 23, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. Come on, somebody. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Come on, somebody. Oh, you see how much more power there was in there? It's one thing to say, well, we're, we, we have a right to be connected. Yes, you're right. We have every right to be connected. But why are you have the right to be connected? Just so you can yell at other people you don't agree with? Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, I'm not here to yell at anybody. I don't care if you wear a blue tie or a red tie or, or look like a, a, an elephant or a donkey. It doesn't matter to me. We all look goofy, right, in the name of Jesus. I gotta, just look at your neighbor say you look goofy. And, and then, if husbands, if you looked at your wife first, shame on you. You should have looked to the other person. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <sighs> that context, though, our reason for connection is to affirm in verse 23. It says, hold tightly to that hope, that uh, without wavering, the hope that we affirm. So that reason for our connection is to hold tightly. Somebody say, hold tightly. Hold tightly. And it's to motivate Come on, somebody say motivate. In verse 24, it says to motivate one another to acts of, good, of love and good works. And then verse 25, it says to encourage. You see, the reason that we come together, the reason that we need connection, the reason we were built for connection is so that we can hold tightly to hope and affirm one another. It's so that we can encourage one another. Right? Are you with me? It's so that we can get to that place where we are motivating one another to do good things. Amen? And that is what I love about connecting as a church. Because when we get together, we can motivate each other. Get excited about what God's doing. And go and touch and change and transform our city. Amen? Why did we put on a VBS? Why? Why did, why did, why did we spend somewhere close to like $8,000 so that we could love on these kids? That's right. So that we could be connected. For all the people that have been sitting in their homes and scared because of things that, you know, I don't know if I agree with all the way. And, 
and don't understand all the way, but, but I'm tired of seeing people in fear. I want to see people in connection. Because if people are connected, we make a difference, right? Does anybody remember a couple weeks ago when I, when I had one of the guys come up here and I said, hey, how much impact do I, does, this, does this hurt when I poked him? And he was like, well, not really. I said, what if I do two fingers or three fingers? What if I put them all together and I, I apply a little bit more force? And he's like, please don't, Pastor. Come on. Come on. Because, you know, he's looking at this physique, you know what I'm saying? The, don't put, it's like, don't put your weight into it, you know. But I'm just teasing myself. Come on. I, I love myself. I love myself. I can tease myself. Amen. Amen. Come on. You know what? Too often the church is so hypocritical. Somebody say amen. Oh, hey, you guys got some oof into that amen. You're like, yeah, amen, the church is hypocritical, right? And I'm just, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm tired of seeing a hypocritical church. I'm just tired of seeing a hypocritical church. You know what? I don't care what you look like. I don't care how many tattoos you came in here with, how many scars, how messed up you came in. You, you might be coming off of stuff you did last night. I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter. You're loved. You're important. God has called you, and you're meant to be connected with all these other screwed up people next to you. Amen? Come on, because this whole place is full of screwed up people. Woo. Woo. Come on. Come on. Gosh. You know, instead of affirming, we're putting people down and putting them in boxes of sin. That's what the church is doing a lot of the time. We're not affirming one another. We're not holding tight to hope. We're, we're just saying, hey, you're this type of sinner. You sit over there. You're this type of sinner. You sit over there. Instead of motivating, we're talking down to one another and arguing about small differences. Did anybody get to go to that event at the mall on Friday night? Did some people go to the mall on Friday night? It was pretty awesome. They had a few thousand people out there worshiping Jesus in the parking lot of the mall. Oh, so awesome. I was bummed because I didn't get to be a part of it, but we did. We got to sow into it. We got to sow a few thousand dollars and say, hey, we want to make sure this event happens. Come on. But we were here loving on the kids, and I was just excited to hear about the people throwing their drugs and paraphernalia on top of the stage, giving their life to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Our church needs unification like never before. The morning before that, we got to meet with all the other pastors who sowed into the event. And I got to share with them and pray with them. And I said, listen, I look around and I see churches represented all over the place. I saw 412 church represented. I saw Centerpoint church represented. I saw the River church represented. I saw so many of my friends all over the room. And I said, you know what? Who's really represented here is the church of Jesus. Because it's not about the title that's on the side of the building. It's not about the man who's standing in front of everybody shouting and spitting all over people. It's about Jesus. I know. You, you, if you want to scoot over, it's, it's totally fine. We have ponchos in the back. You know, it, we, you know it's kind of like SeaWorld, you know, when you come here. It's like, if you're sitting in the first two rows, there's something that you ought to know. You know, come on. Come on, somebody. It's just going to happen. You got to watch out. You got to be careful. The anointing just falls on people. It's so good. You're just lucky I brushed my teeth this morning. Come on, somebody. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, come on. Come on. Instead of encouraging, the church has been pushing people away from the love of God in exchange for unbiblical religious beliefs. Yep, I said that out loud. Let us be different. Can we be different, church? Can we just get so over ourselves? Can we get over ourselves? Because that's what we need to do to see something different happen. To be the church, we have to be a church that values connection. That values connection. 
If all we value is a few, just getting our ears tickled and feeling good by the end of the end of the sermon, then we're missing it. We're not motivating each other to anything. I pray that we can motivate each other to be more like Christ. Amen? And that encourage one another. Point number two for my note takers. My connection reduces confusion. Let me say that again. My connection reduces confusion. Whew. This is where I love diving into the, the truth of God's word. Our connection together in, in, in within God's word is when we are connected, we see confusion dissipate. You know what my sons will do a lot of times if they want to get something? They'll wait until Chelsea and I are in different rooms. And they'll go ask one. If they don't get the answer they want, they run quickly and go ask the other one before we can communicate together. Because you know what happens is when we're not connected, there's a chance for confusion. Well, Dad said this and Mom said this and... You know, and when I think about pandemic and some of the different things that happened with isolating people is what we saw was a lack of connection. And then all of a sudden we just have a lot of people worried, but none of us know the truth. Anybody with me? It didn't matter what, what, what news place you were watching, where you were watching, what you were looking at. It just, it was hard to know the truth after five minutes. Everybody's saying something different. And we're all sitting there and we're going, but we're not connected together, so we don't know. We don't know. Is, is everybody around us dying? What's happening? I don't know. Right? And then, and then all of a sudden I look around, I'm like, no, pretty much, no, yeah, nobody's really dying. That's weird, you know, like not any more than, than the normal flu it seemed like, you know, and so it's just my opinion. Now, I know that some people have died from this, and it gets exploited, so I don't, I'm not talking down to that. And if you lost a family member to COVID-19, I'm not, I'm not talking down to that whatsoever. But I've, I know a lot of people who've lost family members to the flu every year. It happens all the time, and, but the, the lack of connection is what creates the confusion. Does that make sense? Is that making sense? <coughs> the Bible talks about this right here in verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. Come on. How many of us like children, we start spreading rumors, spreading lies, not even understanding what lies and rumors we're spreading? Don't even have an idea because of the confusion. We'll be, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Gosh, isn't it amazing when we're separated that all of a sudden all kinds of new teaching and new things come up that we start to believe. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Come on, somebody. This is God's word. This is God's word. <sighs> I've found that families who are separated from the church, separated from the body of Christ, have just as much confusion. You know, I, I, I've never seen the church so split as during this last year and a half. I've never seen it so split. Can I tell you something? I used to be able to say things and do things, and it would make everybody excited at the same time. You know what happens now? No matter what I say, I'm going to make somebody mad, and I'm going to make somebody excited. Does that make sense? It doesn't matter what I say. I've, I've gotten to this place where I just don't even care anymore what people think. You know what? I have one person to please and that's Jesus. Are you with me? And so as long as I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and seeking after his heart, oh, I don't have to please anybody else or any other opinion. As long as I get back to this word right here and ask God, what do you say? And you know what he says? He says you shouldn't be confused. Family, families get torn apart because of separation and isolation. Because when we can't be together to remember that we are to love God and love people, we miss it all. We miss it all. 
And that's why it's so important that we stay connected. Somebody say stay connected. Stay connected. You know, it's much easier to, to influence people negatively and trick people when they're separated. Are you with me? I mean, just like my boys, they're just like, hey, if I want to get something out of this, i got to make sure I get them separate. You know, if, if I really want to get something out of this, we got to do it on Sunday afternoon after church where after dad is completely exhausted, he'll say yes to anything. Come on. Right? My team knows the same thing. They're like, if they want to ask for something for church, they'll just wait until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They're like, hey, can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Just, just do whatever needs to be done. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Let's do this thing. Right? In the middle of that confusion, you know what? That separation is trying to get us out of agreement. Because if you can get you out of agreement, you can be manipulated. Come on, somebody. Our connection reduces confusion. Our connection reduces confusion. Because if I, if I hear something that's funky and then I go to my brother who I'm well connected with and I say, hey, did, what did you think about this? And they're like, wait, no, no, this is what my experience was. And then I go over here, hey, hey, what did you think about this? And this is what my experience was. And hey, what did you think about this? And this is what my experience was. And, and then, I, you know, I can formulate an actual opinion. But when I'm separated from everybody and everything, all of a sudden I have to find, figure out something for my opinion. When my, when, my, when my buddy passed away this week, I don't know, by the grace of God, I'm making it through this. I can't even believe it. Um, I was hysterical behind the curtain just before we got up here. <sighs> but because information got out, that then all of a sudden people came up with their own reasons as to what happened. Isn't that crazy? That's the stuff that happens in church all the time. It's when something happens to one person, all of a sudden the story gets out and it becomes this weird story for everybody else. Are you with me? And this is what we need to stop letting happen. Stop, stop spreading gossip. Stop being goofy. Let's stay connected. If we stay connected, then we stay in honor and we sit in a place where we're honoring God and honoring people, then we won't see those goofy things happen. Amen? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Connection. Come on, somebody say connection. Connection. You know, when, when how do we build faith? I don't know, I, I, I want so bad to walk out and talk to people. But I know the camera doesn't move yet. We're, we, we have a new camera system, system coming soon that's, that's going to be all animatronic and, and will follow me all over the place and I can walk out and like spit on everybody. It'll be awesome. It'll be incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for that moment. But that point of staying connected, if I can stay connected with you and you stay connected with me and we stay connected together, we'll see the glory of God. When, when all of a sudden, when things get hard, when things get difficult, when, when somebody gets sick or something happens, we can still believe God at God's word because all, we, can, we can lift each other up. Amen? I can't tell you when, when he told our team what happened to my best friend and, and I was sitting there, I'm, 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 and when I came in here this morning, I got so many hugs and so many people loving on me, which made me cry more. <sighs> but that connection is what's necessary to get through to the next place. If you're going through hell, don't get a motel. Amen? Come on, don't sit in it. Don't sit in it. Don't be separated. Don't be, don't be secluded. I want to tell you right now, if you're going through junk, if you're messed up, if you're addicted to something, you are in the best place you can possibly be because this, this is a house of people who won't judge you, who've gone through junk themselves, who just love you. Amen? Because love covers a multitude of sin. Amen? 
Come on, I'm not saying that we condone sin around here. I'm not saying that sin isn't sin because we just overlook it. I'm saying that sin starts to die because we smother it with love. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. My connection keeps me sharp. You know, that confusion, those things that seems like I just don't understand what the world's coming to, where things are going, what's happening. That lack of connection starts to dull us out a little bit. We start getting dull to the things, and then all the stuff that goes on in the world around us, just all the shouting and all the things happening, it makes it really hard to, to know what the truth is, and then you just get duller and duller and duller. But Proverbs 27, verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Todd, come see me here, buddy. If I can't come to you, I'm just going to have each of you come up here and talk with me. A friend sharpens a friend. You know, he asked me when when he came in, he he could notice something was wrong. And I said, I can't talk about it or I'll start crying with you. And he said, I respect that and I'm going to pray for you. But as iron sharpens iron, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. You see, if I didn't have that connection... If we didn't have enough of a connection, he wouldn't know that something was wrong. You know what I mean? If we don't stay connected, we won't know that something's wrong. Can I tell you how, I don't, I don't want a show of hands. Don't, don't raise your hands, okay? Don't raise your hands. But I know that a lot of people have left the church because the church didn't call them. They didn't call them when something was going wrong. They didn't call them in the middle of the pandemic. They didn't call them in the middle of the something that they were dealing with. But it's not everyone else's job for you to stay connected. It's your job to stay connected. It's my job to stay connected. I pray all the time and ask God, who do I need to reach out to? Who can I pray for? And he'll give me just random names, and I'll just text people. What if the whole church did that for each other? What if we all just got up this morning and said, God, who who needs prayer this morning? Who needs to hear an encouraging word from you this morning? And then all of a sudden, you're just sending a text to somebody you haven't talked to in five years to tell them that you love them, to tell them that you're thinking about them. Gosh, what what difference that would make for the body of Christ. Amen? Come on. As a brother sharpens a brother. Amen. Come on. Come on. Thanks thanks for staying with me. I want to go back to Ephesians and see what the Lord wants to do with the rest of this time. Back in verse 15, it says, instead, we will speak with truth and love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I think this is such an important season to stay connected. Don't let this be the last day that you're connected. If you have a home church somewhere else, Be connected in your home church somewhere else, okay? But if you don't have a home church somewhere else, welcome home. Welcome home. You are loved. Bring all your junk with you. We'll leave it right here at the altar, and we'll we'll set you free from all that stuff. We'll see God do an amazing work in your life. But it is so important to stay connected. I I love being able to be on an online church. We have such an amazing online church. We have people all over the place, Texas, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, uh, we've got them out in, in Belize. We've got people out in, in Washington State, Estonia, out in Europe. We're, I'm getting ready to go to Estonia. Are you guys ready for that? That's crazy. 
I'm going to be preaching in Estonia in August. That's craziness. I can't even believe it. That's going to be nuts. I got to get COVID tested like six times just to get there. It's going to be amazing. My nostrils are going to be like this big by the time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Chelsea's just worried I'm going to get like stuck in Germany or something. She's going to be like, oh, they're not going to let you go. So pray that I have six good COVID tests in a row, as likely as that is. In the name of Jesus. I'm having so much faith in that. Like, come on, Lord. (laughs) I love you, Jesus. Don't leave me in Germany. Um, But uh, it's important for us to stay connected. It's important for us to stay connected. And you know what? Get the fear out of your neighbors. Bring them to church. I was so proud of my son this week. Oh, my goodness. As they were... They were saying, hey, invite your friends, invite your friends to VBS. And my son grabs my, my wife's hand and says, can we go invite my neighbors? And, and my neighbors are here. Come on. Is that awesome? We've got a couple of sets of neighbors in here today. And, and I'm just, that's, that's what it should be. Gosh, what if we could just go and give somebody a life preserver? How many of you don't know your neighbor's name? Oh, don't look at each other like that. Because we don't know, do we? We don't know. We don't know. That's California culture. You go, you drive into your driveway and you get in your house before anybody says hi. It's like part of the job, right? We build fences big enough where you can't see over, right? Are you with me? But what if, what if we change the culture to stay connected? I mean, we does anybody love this state? Come on, some. I know there's a lot of people moving away, right? Because they're irritated about the politics. They're irritated about all the stuff, right? They're irritated about taxes and all, I mean, housing prices, all those things, right? There's a lot to be irritated about. But if you still live here, it's because you love here. Come on, right? And I'm believing for the best movement of God has not happened yet. Oh, what if just a few people got an inkling of what the church really is and stopped looking for somewhere to be comfortable and look for somewhere where they can get to work? Oh, that's not California culture. That's not chill, bro. That's not cool, man. We're going to go surfing, and then we'll just show up at church, you know, around 1130-ish. You know, we'll be cool, man. Listen, the church needs to come back to life. The church needs to come back to life. I, you know, I, I look at it, I remember, like, my days of playing hockey, and, and, and I remember getting ready for a game, and I'd, I'd go up to one of my teammates, and they'd smack me upside the helmet, just like, dude, 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 come on, are you ready? Let's go. Come on, are you ready? Let's go. I just want to do that to the church right now. Are you with me? It's just going, come on, you guys, are you ready? Let's go. Let's touch the world. Are you ready? Let's go. Oh, we had so much fun with the kids this week. I had so many high fives and so much sanitizer. I can't even feel my hands anymore. Are you with me? But what if, what if the church realized its real power was in connection? Connection to God and connection to each other. If we understood that, how many more relationships wouldn't go unnoticed? Come on, how many more people would be encouraged to know that they can do something new, to start something new, to have enough faith that that dream wasn't just a dream, it was really something that was supposed to happen? Come on, somebody. What about when somebody's going through some of the hardest times in their life, they lose a loved one or maybe they're, they're, they're on their deathbed and they need somebody just to encourage them, to tell them they love them. Gosh, that was probably one of the hardest things this last year and a half too is watching how many families couldn't go and see their loved one at the hospital. Anybody experienced that? It was pretty hard. I, I answered a lot of phone calls going, Pastor, what do I do? I can't see my mom. I can't see my dad. I can't see, I can't see my sister. Oh, they got in this accident. I can't see them. 
connection. We were built for connection. We were built for connection. And if you know that, then let's function in it. Amen? I was thinking about this as one of my brothers is in the house this morning, and I was talking to him last night, and he's been, he's been there for the family um, of, of, my, of my best buddy who passed away. And he said, he, he, I was talking with him. I said, you know what it kind of feels like when, when Jesus was on the cross, and he said to his mother and to his brother James, he said, mother, this is your son. Son, this is your mother. You know what? Your family life might be crazy. You might not have a great relationship with your father, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is. But can I tell you something? Brother, this is your sister. Sister, this is your brother. You have family. You have family. For the last 15 years, I have not had family, physical family, local. I haven't had it. Next year we will. Yeah, my mother-in-law is going to move here, which is awesome. But for the last 15 years, this has been my family. This has been my family. And can I tell you something? When something was needed, my family was there. You know, when, when my air conditioner went out, family showed up. When my car broke down, family showed up. When, when, when things went wrong, you know what? When we just had an ugly backyard, family showed up. Now you walk in my backyard, you're like walking into a calendar. It's awesome. This is family right here. This is the family that you've always wanted and always needed. Connection right here. Connection where, where you can have a different opinion and it's okay. Hello. Hello. You don't have to agree with me. Hey, hey isn't that awesome? You're like, good, because I didn't agree with you anyways. We don't have to agree with each other, but we can love each other anyways. Amen. Amen? We all came from different backgrounds, different walks of life. We're going to have different opinions on things. We have different experiences in life. But it says that when the whole body comes together, come on, right here, each part does its own special work and helps the other parts grow. Can I tell you something? I, got, I have brothers in here. You can tell that my, the complexion of my skin is pretty light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I burn, I turn red when I go out in the sun. Well, I have brothers in here that, that have a much darker complexion than me, and I have a different experience in life than they do. And so, you know what? I can glean from them and, and learn from them and grow from them to understand how they had to grow up and how they were mistreated. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean I, I, I am the least racist person you'd ever see in your life. I don't think there is race. I don't think there should be race. I think there's just a human race. Are you with me? Because I love every single person in here, no matter what color or difference that you are. You are a person. You're a different person than the person next to you. You might even have the same complexion as the person next to you, but you're still a different person than them. You still grew up different than them. You've had a different experience in life than them. And so we can all grow from one another. Amen? Oh, it's just so important that we realize that. It's so important that we realize that. I think, again, it's that lack of connection that's created confusion. You know, when I was a Marine, when I, when I went into the, into the boot camp, I grew up in Washington State, and there weren't a lot of colored people where I grew up. And so when I came to and went into boot camp and saw people of color, they'd let us know right away, you don't, you're not black, you're not white, you bleed green from now on. You're a Marine. And I remember going, okay, 
this is my brother. This is the person who's going to keep me safe. This is the person who's going to love me. This is the person who's going to watch my back when bullets are flying over my head. And if we started to treat each other like that and stop spewing so much hate, whether it's one direction or another, what would happen to the church? Because I guarantee you this, if you don't like somebody for the way they look right now, you're going to hate heaven. I'm just being real. Because every color is in heaven. God made them in his image. When you look around, you're looking at a piece of Jesus. Oh, man, Jesus looks good today. Come on, somebody. Oh, sometimes he's a little tanner than others, but, man, he's looking good today. Are you with me? Because when you look at somebody else, you're seeing a piece of Jesus. And whether they've tried to cover it up with ink or fear or, or malice or doubt or, or some sort of sexuality issues, whatever it is, that person, when Jesus said, not my will be done, but your will be done. When he said to his father, if there's another way, father, take this cup from me, but nevertheless at your will. We remember that, that Jesus, when he stretched out his arms and put those, allowed those nails to be put into his hands and into his feet, he was thinking about the person you're looking at and judging. He was thinking about them. He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. Because none of us are good enough. Romans says that none of us measure up. None of us are good enough. Not one. Our righteousness is like filthy rags unto the Lord. All right, all you self-righteous people. If you need a self-righteous church, there's probably one down the street, but this isn't it. This isn't it. This is a church where normal people come. This is a church where a normal person preaches. Come on, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I know I'm not better than anybody. I'm blessed to stand on this platform. I'm blessed to be able to preach the Word of God. I told some of you the other day, I asked God, I've asked Him a lot of times, Lord, why'd you choose me? You ever ask God that? Like, why me? Why am I alive, Lord? Anybody ask that question? Come on. I ask that question, and especially when I sit in a, in a room full of pastors with their PhDs and all, they got degrees. I mean, they've got more degrees than a thermometer. You know what I'm saying? And I walk in there, and I'm like, God, who am I? Who am I? You know what God told me? He said, we got, we got enough people who are Bible scholars. I need a Marine to go in and save them. He doesn't need another more somebody who's more educated, less educated. He doesn't need somebody with a you know, I used to be like jealous of like really cool testimonies. Like I got a buddy who was like in jail for life, got out of jail. Like he has this like cool testimony. I'm like, God, when do I get to go to jail? So that I can have this cool testimony. I mean, are you with me? You ever feel like, man, I'm so I gave my life to Jesus when I was five, and and I, I said, Lord, would you come into my heart? I want to, I want like that was my that was my testimony. I'm like, this guy was in jail for life and got out of jail. God used him to transform. Like, come on. God needs your story. Last week before, before we did the VBS, there was a gentleman here, and he said, he came up to me, he says, afterwards, he says, we could barely talk, he says, Pastor, seven years ago, I gave my life to Jesus at a VBS. Thank you. Somebody needs.
needs to know what you went through. Come on, the devil has played around with your story so much and made you believe that you were a victim, but the whole time, the whole time, somebody say the whole time, the whole time, you were a victor. Because you know what? Your story will set somebody free. Your story will speak into somebody's life. If you were addicted to drugs and God did something in your life, you share it with somebody who's addicted to drugs and watch them change. There's purpose for your life. Don't let pain just be pain. Let pain have a purpose. Amen. I sure would love to see my my buddy get resurrected. I sure would love to see that. I'd love to sit with him for a few hours and hear about what heaven looks like and feels like. Last week when I when I saw him last, he was helping my mother-in-law to figure out where she's going to live next because he's a he's a real estate agent. And we went outside and we were talking and I was telling him like, hey man, thank you for helping this person get a home and this person get a home and this person get a home. And there's probably about a dozen people in our church who, who got a home through him. And he's, you know what he said to me? He said, Justin, the next time I see you, I'm going to give you the best gift you've ever seen. So whether that's on this side of heaven or that side, I know that 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 statement is true. I'm going to get to see the best gift that I've ever seen. And you know what? You're going to get the best gift you've ever seen today. If you don't know Jesus for yourself, I'm not talking about a religious thing. I'm not talking about all these other things that you've experienced at these other churches where somebody said one thing and did another. You're going to realize I'm just as brash and ridiculous on a normal day as I am on this stage. I'm just as enthusiastic, disgustingly enthusiastic. It's all right. I know how you feel about it. I felt the same way. All right? But God's got so much for you. He's got so much for you. You're not meant to be in that hole. You're here today so that you can, you can hold on to that hope. So that you can be motivated to do good works so that you can be encouraged in the Lord. I know you might have thought, I was just here to listen to my kids sing. But I think God's got more for you than that. This afternoon, we're going to be at Menifee Lakes Swim and Beach Club to do baptisms and barbecue. I bought 150 hot dogs and 150 hamburgers. And we're going to have fun as a family. And all of you are invited already paid for. Everything's paid for so that we can enjoy being family together so we can be connected. So I invite you to come and be a part of that with us. But if you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, you don't know him as your own personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you did at one point and you walked away from him, today's your day. Today's your day. Because we can stop playing church and actually be the church. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of playing church. We can look good and smell good on the outside, but until we get real with ourselves and get real with God, gosh. You ever watch somebody and you're just so inspired by their life, how they live their life? Another friend in here, we were talking about my buddy who just passed. And we were saying like, wow, he did all these things right before right before he passed. It must have been, he 
must have been preparing for it. But you know what? He did that stuff all the time. He was generous all the time. You would, you would almost think he was waiting to go and be with the Lord every single day based on the way that he was generous. And I was telling him, I said, why don't we live like that? You know, I know I've heard like where people know they're going to pass, they start giving things away. What if we started just being like that all the time? What if Jesus was going to take us tomorrow? You're going like, God, how can I bless somebody else? How can I pour into somebody else right now? If I knew I only had another hour, can I tell you, my hug with him would have been a little bit longer last week if I knew that I'd be sitting here today. Why don't we just hug a little bit longer? Right, Scott? Why don't we hug a little bit longer? Thank you for the hug this morning. You saw me crying too much. Give me a hug. Why don't we hug a little bit longer? Why don't we love a little bit stronger? go the extra mile for people. Because you never know. You never know. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to talk to for a moment to the person that's in here and they're like, I want a real relationship with God. I don't I don't want I don't want religion just for the sake of religion. I want to know God for myself. I want to have that relationship. I want to hear his voice. I want to have connection with God. If that's you here this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, can you just raise your hand for me saying, hey, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to know him for myself. Who is that this morning? You're sitting in here alone. Is that you, man? That's awesome, bro. Proud of you. That's you. Come on. You're not the only one. so bad. This whole thing, this whole church was set up for you this morning. Every sign was put out on the street for you this morning. And Jesus went to the cross for you this morning. Who else is that? Just raise your hand real high for me. You're like, yeah, you're right. That's me. I was waiting for you to stop. That's you. I was waiting for you to stop talking. When's he going to shut up so we can go eat lunch? But your heart's beating all fast. You're like, it's me. I do. I want to. I do want to have a real relationship with God. I want it to be real. Is that anybody else here? Is that you too, man? I thought you raised your hand. You were happy. God sees it. God sees it. Oh, there's so much more. Everything we taught those kids this week. God knows you. God hears you. God comforts you. God forgives you. God chooses you. It applies to us too. It always does. I know there's some people in here that need some comfort. Going through some hard stuff. I'm one of them. But together we're stronger same thing I told all those pastors in that room. Together we're stronger. Is that anybody else? No. Yeah, it's me. I'm ready now. I was thinking about it the last five minutes, but I'm ready now. Is that you? Raise your hand real high. Alright, I'm going to pray for those three or four that raised their hand. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. 
that's, if you raised your hand this morning or you really wanted to and maybe you raised it like two inches and nobody could see it, that's okay. God sees you. God knows you. Just pray something like this. It really doesn't matter so much the words you say. It's more of the position your heart is in. Saying, Lord Jesus, I'm jacked up. I'm messed up. And I've tried to fix it, but I'm just not good enough. God, I need you. Please come into my life. Show me that you're real. Show me that you love me. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you for myself. So God, I put my old self aside today. And I give my life to you. Come into my life and make me brand new from the inside out. I've seen enough people faking it from the outside in. Help me be real from the inside out. Lift up a shout this morning. Lift up a shout this morning. My wife's awesome. We got so excited about the kids being here and all this stuff. So she says, don't forget to talk about tithe. You know what's funny? We, we, we manage our finances so well that, that tithing, I don't even need to ask people to tithe doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if people give or they don't give. We were going to do VBS anyways if people gave or didn't give. Are you with me? We're going to go impact the city anyways if people give or they don't give. So it's not about what people give. When you give, God's word, what God says about your giving, he says if you give, he'll give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you'll trust in him, he'll come through. So your tithe isn't for the church. It's not so I can get a personal jet someday. Are you with me? You know what the tithe is for? The tithe is for all the people that we get to go and bless. It's to make sure that every kid that came up to this altar knows that Jesus loves them. That's what the tithe is for. That's what it's for. I was so excited because this church will turn two years old in September. Two years old. Oh. I'm, I'm almost walking. Are you with me? It'll turn two, turn two years old. Last year, 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of all the craziness, we gave away over $60,000 in ministry. First year as a church. Can I tell you, the first six months of this year, we've given almost $90,000 in ministry. This is what God does through non-religious people. People who just love Jesus and love people. That's what he does. That's what he does. And when somebody calls and asks, like some of you know about my friend who, who lost his leg in a motorcycle accident. Some of you, either you heard about it on the news um, or, or you were here at church. But he's a friend of mine. He just got married. So excited this last week. We snuck out of VBS for like five, five minutes to go over to his wedding in our VBS shirts and we're here. What are you wearing? VBS, we got to go back in about 30 minutes. But his bride called and said, hey, can we, would you, no, it's fine. He's home now. Yeah, don't, it's fine. Don't, 
something. Oh, don't tell her. She said don't tell her. We got to be a part of uh, blessing him with, with renovating his shower so that he can be able to take a shower on his own. Isn't that awesome? You did that. You did that. You did that. Because when, he call, when they call and ask and say, hey, pastor, can you help? And we can just go, yes. Here, write a check. Take care of it. Because that's what the church is supposed to do. That's what it's supposed to be. It's not all about me. It's not all about these guys. It's about each and every one of us. The Bible says, bring the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food to give to everybody. That's what tithes are for. Are you with me? Whether you give or you don't give, I don't really care. I love you. But I tell you what, when you give, God pours out a blessing that you can't contain. Oh, man, he touches people's lives. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know how excited Estonia is that we're coming? You did that. You did that. Come on, somebody. So if I, I'll have my ushers come forward real quick. We'll do that. Feel free to throw something in there or not. doesn't matter. It's all about him. If you can't give cheerfully, don't give at all. But God, as I pray over our tithes and offerings this morning, God, we know that you're a miracle worker. Lord, your word says that if we're faithful to give, that you're faithful to pour out a blessing we can't contain. So, Lord, we're believing for that blessing. God, I'm, I'm so grateful for the 90,000 this last six months to give away and to love on people. But, God, I'm even more excited for the millions that you're going to do in the next 10 years, the next 20 years. God, as you're going to make this place an epicenter for what you want to do in this area. And so, God, we're, we're ready to birth a new church church that's not full of themselves, a church that gets over themselves, a church that just loves people and loves you. So God, we just lay ourselves down this morning. I ask God that you take this offering and that you multiply it so that we can go and touch more people's lives. We give it all to you and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Stand with me and sing while they're passing the the buckets. Let's, Let's do this.
some crazy stuff through me sometimes. I get the, I get the blessing of, of being able to feel people's pain. I know that can sound weird, um, so it's okay. It's weird for me too. Um, but he's allowed me to feel people's pain sometimes so that he can perform a healing, healing in that moment to see them healed. It's pretty cool. Um, watch it happen a lot of times. At first I thought I was crazy, so I just would whisper it to my wife to see what would happen, see what God would do show over and over and over again that he wanted to heal people and he wanted to love people and you have to understand that it's not about me it's about him and it's about you and it's about how much he loves you and he sees you um, but this week um, it's kind of gone away so I know it's not me but uh, I had this this pain in my thumb in my right thumb and it just kind of it was almost like I don't know if he stubbed it or, or, or smashed it or whatever but it was hurting as if as if I couldn't like push a button or do anything like that. Um, is there anybody in here this morning that had has an issue with their right thumb? One, two. That's amazing. People are giggling. They're like, "How did God know that?" I don't know. The word says He knows every hair on your head. He probably knows every digit on your hand too. But <clears throat> for those three that raised their hands for their right thumb, um, can, if you if you feel comfortable around them, um, just reach your hand towards them and um, and you can lay your hand on them appropriate way, <laughs> um, but let's let's pray for each other this morning. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you that you see your two daughters and your son in this moment, and God, that, that you see even those little things that cause pain, those little things that cause issues, and so God, we just ask for your, your healing touch and your healing anointing to come over their body this morning. God, I ask for that soreness to go away right now, and I feel like what God's saying for the three of you is more spiritual than it is physical. He's going to heal your thumb. That's not even going to be a big deal. You probably didn't even need healing for your thumb. It's like, it's a little sore. But he want, what he wants to say is that you were called for something bigger. You were called to, to pray for people. You were called to lay hands on people and to pray for them. And that same healing anointing that God uses here every week, he's going to use through the three of you. He's going to use through the three of you. If you'll believe him, at his word, that by his stripes people are healed. If you'll believe him at that and declare that over people, I think there's some people in your life right now that need some major healing, so much more than your thumb needs. But because he chose you, he chose you to have faith. And I know you're sitting there going, no, pastor, I was going to ask you to come pray for them. But God's not asking me to come pray for them. He's asking you to come pray for them. So as you go out, someone says, I've got this pain, I've got this thing. Ask God, is this it? Is this when you want me to pray for somebody? And then you pray for him and see that healing miracle happen in that moment. Watch God do a crazy thing through you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
other things I was feeling this week, I told, I told Chelsea about, sorry, just ate my mic. <coughs> Didn't taste very good either. Um, one of the other things that happened to me this week is I started feeling like this major, major weight, um, especially when I came after praying with the pastor. Um, I left there, and all of a sudden, I just felt this, this weight on my shoulders, and, it, and I could feel like this achiness, and it was just awful. I went away in about a couple hours after praying. But I wondered if, if anybody's feeling some major weight. I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know if it's physical stuff that you've dealt with with your back. Um, but I just know that it felt like this achiness and just almost like something was whole, like pushing you down. Are you with me? Is that anybody here this morning that describes you? Yeah, you feeling some weight? Somebody over here too? Come on. Feeling some of that weight? Yeah. All right. I want to pray for, for these three gentlemen right here. Is there anybody else that I missed? Oh, it's you back there. Okay. Awesome. Lift your hands to heaven if that was you. Uh, you can lift your hands to heaven too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's not me. I'm sorry. No, no. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Father God, I just, I just ask God that this weight be lifted off of these people right now. Lord, whether it's stress from work, stress from their business, um, stress from this next season, not knowing what's next, what it's going to feel like, if it's anxiety. And God, if it's physical pain in their back, God, I just pray for alignment to happen right now in the name of Jesus. God, to see it just an alignment in their spine. God, to see that they're able to carry weight again, able to do things again without having to sit down after only a few minutes. And so, God, we just ask right now for that complete healing to happen in their lives. And Lord, I just speak to anxiety. Lord, you, you did not give us a spirit of fear and anxiety. You gave us of peace, love, and a sound mind. So, God, I just pray peace, love, and a sound mind over your children this morning over these, these kingdom kids. Oh, God, I know that you love them so much. You care about those specific situations. Breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Hold fast. Breakthrough is coming. That's what I hear for you right now. I don't know who, which of you that's for or for somebody else, but you've been praying for it. You're like, God, can this just break? I can't handle this anymore, this the amount of pressure, the amount of weight, breakthrough is coming. Oh, this, that song that they were just singing, you need to go and, and, and download that on your iTunes or whatever and, and listen to it over and over. But I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God gave me a promise and it won't stop now. He's not going to stop. That business is not dead yet. Don't let it die. It's not going to stop. Oh, the breakthrough is coming. Come on, worship team. Keep going. My God gave me a promise and it won't stop now. Who needs some breakthrough this morning? Who needs some breakthrough this morning? Breakthrough is coming. My faith. I see a miracle.
listening to the Lord right now. I was asking, like, God, what else do you want to say? And I felt like he was telling me, like, some of these people you'll never see again. And so I want you to tell them something. And so I want to tell you this. I want to apologize on behalf of the church that hurt you. The rumors that were spread wasn't right. And I just want to apologize on the behalf of God that you had that experience at church. It should have been a place where you experienced freedom. It should have been a place where you experienced the fullness of who God says that you are. But instead you were taken advantage of and you were hurt. And I just want to apologize for that. For any of you that are at our church and you were hurt here, I apologize for that too. Because you're loved. You're loved. You're loved. I take the shame off of you. Shame off of you. Shame off of you. You're not what you did. That was a thing. You're a person. The thing you did was wrong, but who you are and who God says that you are is beautiful and wonderfully made. felt like he wanted me to do that, to apologize on behalf of pastors, of churches, of things that just go wrong. I guarantee if you're a part of this church, something's going to go wrong too. And the next church you go to, it's going to be the same thing because it's full of people. People mess stuff up. But you're loved. If you don't go out of here with anything else, know that you're loved. Know that God has a purpose for you. And whether it's in, in this church or in another church, God has a purpose for you. If you ever need encouragement, you can call me. Go on our website. My phone number is right there. Call me. And I will encourage you wherever you're at. You can be at the church next door. I might have disagreements with the pastor next door. And yet I will encourage you to stay in that house and to serve and do what God called you to do. Because you have purpose for your life. Amen. Amen. We love you. Let's go have some fun at the pool today. If you're able and want to stick around and help us tear down the church, you're more than welcome to. And if anybody needs prayer for anything specific, our prayer team is ready and willing to, to see some miracles happen this morning. Yep, kids check out is over this way. So the back door, go over there, get your kids, pick them up. Our, our people have been taking care of them all week. They're ready for you to take care of them. <laughs> Love you all. Have a great week.